0: Hello and welcome to the uh, well, first episode of what we hope will be many of Too Long Didn't Play. I'm joined today by Satish. Hi there, Satish. Hi, Ben. And uh, we're, yeah, we're kind of in lockdown at the minute, as you all know, probably um, unless you're listening to this 10 years into the future, wondering what's going on. And we were chatting on a gaming channel at work. We just have a few social channels. And we thought, you know what, we keep talking about all these mad things to do. Let's start a podcast. Let's see how it goes. So um threw around a few ideas and the basic premise of this is going to be each week we'll do a bit of chat about gaming and then we'll go into talk about some games that we've played maybe recently, maybe a few years ago. But uh, the idea is one will be a short game that is pretty fantastic, just good fun, you pick up and play. The other one is a game that isn't necessarily... Hours and hours long, we're not talking hundreds of hours, but just something that Mm -hmm. felt really, really long. So we've kind of set the bar at anything that's more than maybe 10 hours to play, but just felt like a chore. Um, The reason we've done this uh, is because basically I'm getting old and I find that I just don't have time to play games like I used to. So, you know. <laughs> Loved playing Japanese RPGs. Yeah, you know, had PlayStation Final Fantasy VII first experience of something that was seventy odd hours, all that kind of thing. Uh, Satish, what's what's the longest game you've ever played?
1: The longest game? Ah, oh, that's a bit tricky. Uh, in recent times, mm. I would say like a Divinity: The Original Sin Two. Mm. It's not even very long, actually. Maybe I might have played like twenty to thirty hours. Yeah. And I had to give up on it. It was amazing games, but at some point, it was quite difficult as well. Okay. And I couldn't manage my time, and I can see that there's still a lot of game left. Right, right. Yeah, and so... I to leave it, and I really felt like I have seen something because the game is really gorgeous.
0: Okay, so, I mean, that's a perfect example of something we might talk about in the future. It's a gorgeous game, it's a really good game, but just after 20, yeah. 30 hours sunk into it, you know, you... Yeah, think, actually, I, I
1: bought I'll... the... Yeah, sorry, it's like I bought the game Blu-ray on Xbox. Mm-hmm. I played for 20 hours, 30 hours. I sold it at the CX shop. Mm. And after two days, I had the urge to actually go back and buy it again in Argos. You know, in a way, actually, I'm losing out money. I do this a lot. I, I did the same for Diablo as well, Diablo 3. Right. You know, you play the game for 60 hours and you just mm-hmm. sell it thinking, okay, this game gonna, never going to end. And you mm-hmm. still have that itch somewhere that I engaged thinking, you know what, you should actually play this game. Why did you sell this?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do get that a lot, actually. And there's a few games that I've started a few times over as well and probably played the first sort of 10 hours over mm-hmm. and over, like three or four times over, but then got to that same point where maybe something else has come out or I've just, I don't know, something's happened in life where I've had to divert my attention and it's, you end up losing track of where you are. The, the Witcher 3 is a, a bit of a spoiler alert there because I'll talk about that in a future episode. But for me, I, I've never made it past... Um, I can't even remember the the name of the town. It's like the first time you meet Yennefer. Oh, Um, yes. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I love it. Every time I pick it up, I think, right, I'm going to play it through this time. And I really, really enjoy it. But then I just just never made it past that point. Um, Anyway, so... That's a, a little introduction with it being the first episode of the podcast and what we intend to do. If you're listening out there and think, hey, I'd love to hear him talk about a certain game, do get in touch with us. Uh, my email address is ben at benbrady.co.uk. We haven't set one up for the podcast yet, but hopefully we'll have one soon. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about general gaming news and things like that from what's happened in the, the past week or fortnight, however often we put these out just to keep things topical as well so satish anything um i know you're an xbox gamer and playstation Mm -hmm. switch uh primarily so what's happening in the world of xbox other than the series x obviously is the the big news we've we've had the logo this (laughs) week haven't we did you like the logo for me it was like really (laughs) i i did really like the logo actually okay Um, i think for me because Coming from a marketing background, you know, we, we talk a lot about logos and there's a lot of spin out there, a lot of fluff and noise about, oh, you know, it's got to have the feel and capture the turn of voice for the brand and all this kind of thing. Um, and it, actually stuff like that is really important. And I think what's happened mm-hmm. is the, the PlayStation uh, the PS5 logo, they've kind of gone, yep. you know what, people recognize PS3, PS4, whatever, and they've stuck with it. I think what's happened with Xbox, and especially after the, I suppose what, it's fair to say, disaster of the launch of the Xbox One. You know, it's not a bad machine, and the series, uh, yeah. sorry, not Series X. The Xbox One X is an amazing machine. Um, the only reason I don't have one at the minute is purely because I can't afford to buy one. Um, but the the initial launch of the Xbox one was an absolute disaster they didn't know whether it was a media machine and uh, the guy in charge was it Don Matrick at the time I'm, I'm not really yeah, them, calling them so they yeah. tried to
1: make it a home entertainment system which is kind of like okay
0: yeah and you know people talk about all these bits and pieces that are added onto it how to use the connect all this kind of thing and i think they got off to a, a pretty poor start with what has arguably been the the biggest generation for games um, in terms of, you know, us as gamers growing up and new gamers, younger gamers coming to the the fore. Um, yeah. And I think what they did is they kind of... They had the original Xbox logo, the, the Green X, and then they made it into the Sphere for the Xbox 360. And then with the Xbox on it, it was just the Sphere, but silver. And oh, okay. it was starting to show that it came from an age... And I think with the Series X, what they've done is kind of taken it down that PC, really clean, nice lines route and said, look, okay, we acknowledge that the Xbox, this is what it was before. But right from from this point on, this is what we're going to be. This is going to be a nice piece of kit that you want in your living room. Um, so, yeah, yep. there you go. As a maxer, I've just babbled on about
1: the, the logo. No, uh, it's
0: absolutely nice to know
1: because like uh, sometimes I struggle to explain to my friends about Xbox naming convention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's just weird, isn't it? Absolutely isn't it? confusing. For PlayStation, it's quite straightforward. You have PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Hmm. But with Xbox, sometimes for people who are not very much into gaming and who wants to get into gaming, if I say get Xbox 360, they're confused. Mm -hmm. and they ask me what do you play on i say xbox one x yeah and you have xbox one and you have original xbox one not the xbox E, but just xbox number one Mm -hmm. now i hope they actually kind of stick to some kind of you know easy naming convention like xbox x series and they're also getting a new xbox yes series to keep Mm -hmm. the price point like 300 quid i guess
0: yeah so i suppose that would be like the xbox one s you know it's it's a stripped down version isn't it without a disk drive and stuff like that So. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see what happens. Have, have you read much up on the S yet?
1: Oh. Uh, yeah, S? I did see a little bit of uh, video yesterday, like on YouTube someone... It's not yet revealed, so it's most likely like an anticipation. this It still says like it is quite as powerful or even more than Xbox One X, mm-hmm. which is still mind-boggling for me, like at 300 pounds point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the difference is... Uh, the X-series might be actually 4K with 120 FPS,
0: Right. even though okay. it's not that
1: all the games will actually play at 120 FPS, but at least there is a potential. Mm-hmm. And ray tracing. Right, okay. So I'm thinking maybe the Xbox One Yes series will actually lack ray tracing. I don't think they will give ray tracing as well at that price point.
0: Okay, so they're they're kind of... I suppose one thing with the Xbox Series X, they're kind of pushing down the backwards compatibility route, which is one of the reasons I'll be picking one up. Um, But they're they're kind of going down that PC route, aren't they? So maybe the S is kind of like the... Yeah, that's your 1060 graphics cards, whereas you've got like your RTX in the Series X and stuff. And as it goes through generations, you'll always be able to play games on the older machines it's just like a pc You've you have to upgrade the console if you want it to look how the developers intended yeah it's true mm-hmm.
1: yeah, what's well. happening in the playstation world or the pc do you have any big news or something happening
0: um, Nothing massive at the minute. I think, uh, well, Switch News definitely has been taken over by Animal Crossing. So, I, I was about to say that. It is yeah. Animal Crossing everywhere. <laughs> Animal Crossing is everywhere, and, and I'm very much on the side of, like, you know, would it be as popular if we weren't in this lockdown situation? Probably not. Um, it, okay. It's just been like a, a, a... Have you ever played Animal Crossing? Do you know much about the, the uh, No, I haven't
1: played, No, you know, but I only know, like, it's more like a kind of I think the dew Valley is more inspired from Animal Crossing. Mm. That's yeah. my impression, yeah. But they look yeah, really yeah. cute.
0: Yeah, so you, basically you, you get an island. Well, in the latest version, you're on an island. It, it used to be a village. Um, and you get this raccoon who says, hey, I'll help you build a house. And then you go, oh, that sounds nice of you. And then he builds it for you. And then he turns <laughs> around and goes, yeah, I'm actually kind of an evil loan shark. And that's going to be 200,000 <laughs> uh, bells or Whatever you know, the currency in the game, he's not really well, he is an evil loan shark. Leave it in the comments. People uh, talk about this day and night on forums. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just you go around menial tasks, you do a bit of fishing, you dig up some trees, you can plant a garden, and you sculpt your island to look how you want it to look. And then you meet different residents, very cutesy, very easygoing. Um, and it started back on well, in the UK at least, back on the GameCube. Um, it, it actually originally came out on the N64 in Japan and I remember a friend of mine having this in uni on the GameCube, and he he would literally be running home from lectures. It's like, oh, I've I've got to get home, because at 4 o'clock they're doing the such-and-such-day festival, and if I miss it, uh, the game runs on real-time, and, you know, I've got got to do it today, (laughs) and stuff like this. And we all thought it was crazy at first, and then after a couple of weeks of seeing him play it, it's like, actually, that's kind of nice that something uses the in-game clock properly and sets these real-world events, and this was the the early days of broadband as well, so forums and stuff went as well established for people trading hints and tips and things. Uh but you know, there was a nice community yeah. built up around it. Yeah. And what you found now, so the, the big, big, big news from this week on the on the internet at least, is that uh Elijah Wood, you know the guy who played um not Bilbo Baggins, Frodo Baggins in Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah he he's uh basically went on twitter and someone had a really good what they call a turnip price you play like a stock market game and you can visit other people's islands if your price is no good and you need to trade up your turnips for a high price um so yeah it's uh i was gonna say it's more complicated than that it really isn't that much more complicated than that um but if you don't sell your turnips by a certain date then they they go off so you you lose all your money basically It's, it's pretty harsh life lessons for kids that are playing this game but I don't think there's many kids playing it either that's the other thing um, yeah so that's Elijah very, Woodf- uh, sorry
1: yeah that's very interesting because I always for some reason thought Animal Crossing is more like a solo game so, but it has actually multiplayer or at least shared world kind of view
0: it does now yeah um, I mean it is very much it, a single player game um, so me and my partner we share an island as it were on the switch so we've both got a house in in the same game um, but <laughs> she signed up first, so she she controls the majority of what goes on on the island, and I'm okay. I'm just kind of like the uh, the kid brother player too. I don't know. Did, did you have siblings growing up? Uh, uh yep. Yeah. A D- do you of remem- are, are you the older or the younger? I'm the youngest yeah okay so you'll probably remember same as i do being player two having the the crappy third party controller you know not the official (laughs) one it never worked properly and you just it just wasn't fair but you didn't really care at the time because you're younger you just go by whatever you have yeah well (laughs) animal crossing being the second person on an island is basically the equivalent of having that third party controller that doesn't work half the time Um, (laughs) only problem is now as an adult it, it really hurts (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, like um other things that have been big so of course final fantasy remake final fantasy 7 remake um was that this week or probably last week i, I, haven't I think the last week yeah yet. yeah so um yeah my time has actually been taken up playing animal crossing and doom eternal recently uh okay. which, again at time of recording this is probably about four weeks old already um, but yeah, really good fun. I, I really enjoyed Doom twenty sixteen. I think Doom Eternal is a, a fantastic upgrade on that, um, and it, it fits in nicely to what we're talking about here. Actually, it's it's just the right length of game for me. Um, yeah, it's it's sort of just as you think it's about to wrap up. There's a little bit more to do, and you know it's at that point where you, you want something else to do. Um, yep. Not, not just like oh, yeah, I'm ready for this to to end um and on on that segue shall we start talking about what we're supposed mm-hmm. to be talking about which is short games and long games um yeah, do you want sure. me to go first or do you want to go first uh you can go first okay. yeah definitely
1: go for it
0: so for my short game i'm going to talk about Yoku's island express um, <laughs> which I, I believe you've played a little bit of haven't you oh yes i Sorry. did it's yes yeah, like a ping ball um uh, game but with more yeah yeah okay so uh, the reason I picked this I thought with it being our first episode quite personal this is the first game that my cousin recommended to me as a short game when I said look I just need something short and fun easy to pick up and he said oh yeah try it Island Express I'm like I thought I've seen this around um, so it's put out there by team 17 they're the people who do things like worms and overcooked uh so lots of kind of nice right. short party <laughs> games uh, multiplayers that kind of thing uh yoku isn't a multiplayer I, I don't actually know if they developed it to be honest um I, I should have cheated a bit and and tried to bring it up on on the internet before we started but uh it's, <laughs> yeah team 17 if you go to the team 17 website uh it can be found on steam it's available on switch ps4 and xbox i believe um oh yes yeah it is Yep, yeah. Yeah, yeah and you can put it out there as a, a digital download it's pretty much on offer all the time now pick it up for around five pounds if you're listening outside of the uk that's still five pounds whatever it is yeah. in your local currency i can't go through every currency in the world
1: i think uh if i remember it is still on xbox game pass
0: oh, okay i think that's how
1: i might have actually played it because i always
0: uh touch all the games, like five or six games at once,
1: and oh, that, not end that, up playing anything.
0: Yeah, that, that is one thing I'm definitely jealous of on Xbox, the Game Pass. I, I need to sort it out for my PC, I think. Um, sorry, just remember, mm-hmm. yeah, so the developer oh, yeah, sorry. is Villa yeah. Guerrilla. Uh, so Villa Guerrilla. Villa Guerrilla. Um, so it's like a tongue sure twister we'll, for me. Yeah, let's, let's just get this up in the background. OK, according to Team17, this is the only game Villa Guerrilla have done. Um, in, in future, I'll research a bit more in advance. But yeah, Team 17, are a fantastic little studio. They're actually based uh, down the road from us in Wakefield. So we're based in West okay. Yorkshire at the minute. And oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they've been there for ooh, as long as I can remember. Um, you yeah, know, doing games like, say, Worms and stuff like that. Yeah, it's fantastic. So yeah, Yakuza Island Express. You, the, the first thing that you notice is you play as a dung beetle. Um, so as you said, it, it's kind of like a pinball game, and yep. you're thinking, oh, he's, he's this cute little bug, and he's play, pushing his ball. Oh, no, wait, oh, he's a dung beetle. Oh, right, that, that's his pinball <laughs> crap that he's permanently attached to. And then the more you play you start flicking around these kind of pinball levels, and... Um, yeah. He, he just kind of follows the ball on a string and you hear his little screams every so often of ow and stuff as <laughs> he's getting whacked around it. It's, it's terribly cute, but also a bit sadistic. Um, <laughs> it's quite a tough game, if I remember. It's not as easy as it looks. It is and isn't. So I think the the thing that sets this apart, it's not a pinball game in the strict sense that mm-hmm. it is just pinball. You, it's um, Sort of the mechanic that uses. Yeah, a it's like a, an open up and you can go anywhere on the island but use the pinball paddles to to move yourself yep. around and then you collect fruit to get up to different sections of the island um i think almost immediately from starting off the game what stood out to me was it's got these beautiful watercolor style backgrounds and everything else and even though you play a dung beetle so you're yep. pretty small on the screen um everything else around you is really big and vibrant and colorful and it's got uh, normally i can't stand you know you get ukulele music in all youtube explainer videos and stuff all the time but with with yoku they've, they've kind of got this um pacific island uh, ukulele based Soundtrack and it just works perfectly with the game. And when you go through the different environments, the, the the sound changes for the environment that you're in. So you've got like a dark underworld where there's a nasty eel who won't let you past, and you have to feed him a poison mushroom and all this kind of thing. So there's um, there's slight adventure elements, and then there's collectible elements. But I just found it a really nice, easy to play pick it up for five minutes or you can sit there for an hour. You know, if um, I, I had it on the Switch, so it, let's say my partner decided that she wanted to watch something on TV and yeah. I was like in the middle of uh, doing one of the puzzles, I could just pick it up and carry on and then finish and, and save. Um, loads of characters in it, loads of different um, humorous tones. You know, the, the the humor is very kind of off the wall as you'd expect from... The, the kind of light-hearted game that it is. Yep. And uh, as soon as you see the opening screen grab, it is, it's basically this happy, smiling dung beetle just flying through the air as he's, his ball of poo is getting uh, whacked around. And, yeah, so the idea of it being an island express is that he's actually the new postmaster for the island. So the, even when you finish the main plot, um, yep. which I won't go into too much detail, but involves the, the gods of the island and rescuing them from... Um, evil doings and things to stop the apocalypse uh it's really out there Uh, actually yeah uh,
1: sorry i think the concept itself is so adorable yeah being a postmaster trying to deliver you know the post he's not there to save the world but he might be actually saving the world yeah, in the process yeah. well, I'm not sure
0: well, that's my first day on the job oh, oh, right okay what have I got myself into um, yeah and some people just look at you it's like you're, you're not the real postman you know when did you arrive here and it's like no I really am I just haven't got my hat yet because I haven't completed all my postmaster tasks um, so yeah it's, it's just such a nice nice little laid back game I really really enjoyed that brilliant um, how about you then to what, what's your short game recommendation for this week Uh, it's not very new but uh, one of the games which I really enjoyed the
1: short ones is Limbo Mm. Uh, you know uh, it's quite actually like it it looks dark it has a very small child character
0: yeah yeah it's it's basically a silhouette isn't it the the whole game uh, yeah
1: it's it's quite artistic and you just keep dying a lot and it's really heartbreaking to see a small kid die every time you do a mistake (laughs) yeah but once you solve the puzzle the puzzles are really genius and you can see that how straightforward it is but it is not it seems like it is very straightforward once you solve it mm. yeah and they also came up with another game
0: uh it's called inside yeah i played that uh, back in the last year actually so quite recently
1: yeah uh, i think yeah they both are like one of the sh- short games i think less than 10 hours or something which i did enjoy yeah, yeah it's yeah, one yeah. of those games which uh, when i have my f- uh, friends at my place i actually throw the controller at them and say like just start playing and they're really shocked because they're not expecting the kid to die in next three seconds.
0: Yeah, because the, the first time I died playing in uh, Limbo was the spider. I think that's probably true oh, for yes. a lot of people. You just, you know, there's all these shadows about and it feels a bit ominous. you kind of just left to wonder what's going on, aren't you? Um, yep. And then you all of a sudden you just get, like, harpooned by this spider. Like, what the... what's the <laughs> going on? Um, I'm, I'm keeping the language... Uh, Tame in case my mum listens to this. She's probably the only person that will listen. Hi mum. <laughs> this this message is for you. Yeah. <laughs> she works. She, she although I, to be fair, I'm quite proud of my mum. She's uh, one of the few mums I know that can tell the difference between a PlayStation and a Nintendo. She's um she's a, a mad bubble bubble player. Uh, yeah, if you ever play bubble bob. Uh yeah, but back to um limbo so what was mm-hmm. it in particular that attracted you to it in the first place was it like graphical style or was it the just the, the concept or did you actually not know anything about it
1: uh i didn't know a bit about it because uh, i have this uh, weird habit of playing less but actually watching a lot of videos like reviews game reviews mm-hmm. so one of uh, i did notice that it has some amazing reviews so i started playing it but mm-hmm. even even that actually didn't prepare me very much yeah, one of the things which I like about it is the atmosphere. The atmosphere is intense.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really the intense. The,
1: yeah, the silence is more horrifying than the actual the when the music actually plays.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that um, that's, speaks volumes, pardon the pun, not intended. Um, <laughs> yeah, about, about music and games. Um, yeah, a lot of people kind of think, oh, yeah, you've got Doom, great soundtrack, and, you know, Call of Duty, really good sound effects, all that kind of thing, but actually something that makes a lot of these smaller sort of indie games is the fact that they pay so much attention to detail. Uh, Absolutely. And you know, their soundtracks and things like that. So, yeah. um w- What did you think then, because you just said about Inside as well being the second mm-hmm. one, what, did you feel that they were very similar or did you think that actually, even though the the concept was kind of similar in the control scheme and that kind of thing, that the two games are actually quite different?
1: Uh They're pretty similar.
0: Mm. Uh, in the sense they kind of seem like the spiritual
1: successor of Inside. Mm. But it's uh, it's amazing that uh, when I actually heard about the Inside, I was a bit skeptical. I thought, like, why are these guys screwing up? Because they seem to do really well with games like Limbo, which is actually 2D. Mm. Or maybe we can say 2.5, but it's more yeah. like a 2D, right? But, it, you know, in most of the cases, if you see, like, in the history, like some of the games which are doing really well, until in 2d and they just suddenly jumped to the 3d and they kind of bombed Mm. so i was a bit worried but actually inside did really well in fact uh, it never made me feel like okay i wish this game is 2d because i'm not really expecting the spiritual successor to be a bit colorful compared to limbo but it is colorful but yet dark
0: yeah it's very kind of muted
1: palette isn't it yeah melancholy kind of feeling and you don't know what's Mm. happening it has the vibes of
0: uh, um I don't know, like a 1984-ish kind like, of. I was about to say exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's that that Big Brother. You know, everything you do yes. is being watched by some unknown entity, isn't it? And you, but you don't know who you are, where you are. Have you escaped yeah. from somewhere? Um, and the game never. Actually, the game never says anything, even towards the end. There's no
1: spoiler. It doesn't actually yeah. say anything or make anything obvious towards the end. Like, hey, this is why things are happening. And I think that's what makes that game very special. It's better mm-hmm. to not know what exactly is happening. It is mm-hmm. left to your
0: imagination. Yeah. And and again, things like, uh, did you ever play Little Nightmares?
1: Uh, no, I haven't played it. I, I did hear about it. Yeah. Is is it or does it fall into this kind of category?
0: Yeah. So again, um, it's more so, like you said, Limbo is very linear on the path it's a silhouette and then inside yeah. was kind of that 2.5d if you like you're always left and right aren't you you, you, you yeah. never really go into the screen so um little nightmares controls a bit more traditionally like a 3d game uh but still the the, the plane is mostly a linear 2d plane you're, you're always traveling left right up and down you, you're only going back and forth into the screen rather than full 3d um But, yeah, you you have a a small character and there are other characters that you meet, but no one ever actually really talks. And there's uh, one of the things I love about these games as well, um, and I I know this more about Little Nightmares than about Limbaugh inside, but when you start looking into the fan theories and the community behind it and, oh, what did that mean, you know, and actually starting reading the media behind it, that's when it all really explodes you start seeing everybody kind of talking about oh well i think this meant this and what about if this character was actually related to this one yeah. and and you can fall down this rabbit hole can't you for hours talking about these you know, <laughs> five hour short games yeah. but actually the people just get so into them um so yeah I, I i really enjoyed limbo and inside um but i recommend you go and play little nightmares if you haven't already done um, okay, uh, okay. I'm
1: going to keep an eye on it. I think uh, in fact I think it's uh, sequel or something is coming soon. Yes, that's right. Did
0: like yeah.
1: number 2 or
0: 3? Uh the, there's a number 2 so they did do a DLC expansion for Little Nightmares. Okay. Um which I haven't played. I only played the through the original game, but yeah, there is a a second official sequel coming out. Um, yeah. Hopefully. I don't know if it's slightly
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's slightly off the topic, but Have you ever heard of something called Five Nights at Freddy's? Yes, I I think everybody's (laughs) heard of Five Nights at Freddy's. It is a pretty new thing for me. I haven't played it, but I just saw some gameplay.
0: It looks terrible, but also somehow it's interesting. Yeah, um, I've got a couple of friends who are actually really obsessed with Five Nights (laughs) at Freddy's. And I I, I never quite got into it. I mean, that, that was the thing that made PewDiePie famous, wasn't it? Not that. I like to remember his name but you know that that whole kind of jump scare gamer thing Um, and I know my niece was obsessed with it for a while because of things like that but yeah the the friend I've got um, who's into it she actually did a cosplay of one of the bears but using all electronics and things to make the eyes light up and stuff (laughs) <laughs> uh, which was really fascinating, and then she started telling me about the the law behind it and all the, all the background stuff they've written. And again, yeah, loads of um, community and fan built theories and stuff like that. It it sounds like a, a really interesting thing to get into. So did, you haven't actually played it yourself, then you just just I no, I ha I know I haven't played it, but yeah, yeah, I did actually see like it already. Produce
1: like five games. It seems to be like yeah. producing the games like every three months, which is funny.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he really rattled them out, um, <laughs> and, and apparently they are all quite different as well. You know, because you think, well, how how different can it be, watching this oh, camera? Okay. But um, I, I, I don't know. It, it's something that it's probably bad to say this on the first episode of a new gaming podcast. But yeah, I, I don't really know that much about Five Nights at Freddy's. I've, I've never really. <laughs> There were too many games, like, we would never end up playing anything
1: or most of the things.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, So moving on to our long games then, two long games. So I guess just to reiterate, this isn't necessarily dissing a game just for being too long. The the point of this is, you know, it it could be something that we really enjoyed to start with and then it got too long or maybe it got too hard. I'm not going to profess to be one of these people who plays everything on nightmare mode. Oh, um, well, I do love Ninja <laughs> Garden. If you ever heard that, um, but you know, it's just something personal, okay. and you know, personal opinions can can differ from person to person. So I dare say some of our choices may prove to be slightly controversial. Um, and in fact, definitely, my my first choice for the too long is probably going to be like that. So I thought while I was talking about the the smaller indie titles, uh, I'm yep. going to talk about Hollow Knight as my too long gave up game um because a lot of people love it and uh, have you played hollow knight Satish, I, I played
1: think? for like five hours
0: yeah okay it was too difficult for me all right I'm so not gonna admit it, openly. Yeah. it looks
1: amazing cute the you know the, all the thing but yeah i might have actually i can easily imagine giving up after
0: 20 hours even if i push myself mm-hmm. yeah so th- that's kind of what happened to me um i think i i put about 30 hours into it all together Wow. Uh, before I actually gave up which again a lot of people probably say well you th- you can finish it in 30 hours um, I really like the concept I really like the characters I love the lore behind it I love everything that I discovered while I was playing the game and I actually nearly gave up quite a few times a lot earlier on in the game yep. because one of the things that I found as a criticism is the level design would just didn't seem to match where you were supposed to go at the right time. So if you're playing, uh, like, I don't know, let's say Metroid, because it's a a Metroidvania game. Um, Mm -hmm. In the first Metroid, back on the the NES, the the original NES, um, you didn't have a clue where you were going. There were were no save points. It was all password saves, and you could start off and play for hours and not discover anything. Um, And then uh, as the the newer metroid games have come out over the years you you know even with super metroid which is the third one straight away you kind of have a sense of oh, i should be going this way hang on i shouldn't be going this way because even though i can make it over there there's something that it, it's just far too difficult you know I'll, I'll go and find the item that means i can get there and you have a sense of exploration but with there's not too much backtracking you always have an idea of where to go And Hollow Knight, I I just found myself so many times playing through and I'd be wandering, wandering, wandering. I was like, oh, I'm really enjoying this. I wonder when I'm going to get to something. And then there'd suddenly be a point where you couldn't get past it. And it's like, oh, right, I guess I've missed something. I'll go this direction instead, playing for another couple of hours. Like, no, I've reached another point now that I can't get past, but I actually have no idea which one of these paths I'm supposed to take and where I'm supposed to find the thing that allows me to take the path. Um, yep. So yeah, the I, I found the level design kind of a bit awkward, but I persevered with it because I was just really enjoying actually playing it, and I was enjoying the challenge. Um, and then there were a few bosses where I thought, "Ah, oh, this is just ridiculous!" You know, it's it's kind of gone from suddenly being challenging to ridiculous, no pattern, no anything. To, and then a bit of perseverance, and I'd beat those bosses. But the the point where I actually gave up. Um I can't remember the character's name, but you meet um I think the collar the, the needle or something, it's like the the other slender looking wasp character would <laughs> uh, think is a slender looking wasp character. To me, me it looks like in the game. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, fair play. Um so you you're the, the little stubby guy, uh girl, I yeah. think. And you meet this other character that's sort of goes you're not supposed to be here and she fights you and it's reasonably early on uh, yep. about 10 hours in and uh, again it says a lot that I can't even remember the character's name now because what happened is I thought at some point in the future I'm going to have to fight her again and that's fine I can deal with that but when that point came I'd been playing for so long and I just I needed this thing that she guards to carry on trying to avoid spoilers and things and um, yep. I went, and I was I was totally overpowered. According to loads of guides and stuff like that, because I even resorted to looking at guides because I just couldn't beat her. And no, it was just her attacks just seemed to be absolutely spamming the screen everywhere. Nothing I could do could keep up with it, and I, I just gave up. And it, it sounds pathetic, but yeah, that that was the point where I thought I've really enjoyed playing this game, and at this point, I'm not enjoying it anymore. So that, I'm just that's absolutely fine. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that's me, right. and that's my uh, too long didn't play was Hollow Knight. I thought if that game had been about twenty hours, if it'd been about half of what I'd played up to that point, I would have loved yeah, it, and have... I would have bought DLC, and I would have, you know, gone back to it and all the rest. But now I'm just yeah, that's it. I'm done, done with Hollow Knight. <laughs> it's cool. So, what about yourself? Too long didn't play.
1: For me uh, one of the games in recent memory is uh, divinity the original sin 2.
0: Yeah, okay, so you mentioned yeah. uh, at the start that you uh, you alluded to this, didn't you? Yeah, you, you say so you, you bought it, sold it, bought it again. <laughs> yes, and yes, sold it again. It sounds like a, a bad marriage where you, you you try and break up with the wife but you just, something keeps bringing you back together. The passion <laughs> Yeah, pretty much night. like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like you have a lot of chemistry but you don't have compatibility. <laughs> I never actually played the actual original Sin, uh, Divinity mm. Original Sin uh, I know like it's uh, there's a lot of fan following for it based on Baldur's Gate okay. but again I haven't played the Baldur's Gate so it's quite new for me, even the genre itself in a way it's pretty new, mm. so I'm really surprised the sense of humor and Uh, the crispiness of the graphics the soundtrack everything is amazing and also you can play Mm -hmm. in many ways so you have companions which is good i like the games especially role-playing games where you're not on your own you have Mm. some of companions like in dragon age series and i enjoy the banter between them Mm -hmm. so it was all it was all going well but the game can be difficult Uh, difficult not in the sense like it's not punishing difficult like Hollow Knight or Dark Souls Mm. but the game has multiple ways of playing it so it's also about sensing the environment and how and it's a turn based game again turn based games is not my thing but Divinity Original Sin is the only maybe that's the only game which made me play more than 30 hours or 40 hours for a turn based game Mm. so yeah, yeah and after a while I gave up on it because I can see like i'm a bit struggling i'm not enjoying it anymore and also sometimes it's not about the game at all it's about you
0: mm-hmm. you
1: might be in a mood to play some other games
0: mm-hmm. some
1: days you feel like you want to play the games where you can jump in and jump out mm. and there's no uh, no sense of progression or something maybe that's also the case
0: so I, i've never actually played divinity original sin or, or the second one what what is it uh like a a story going right through like a, a traditional turn-based RPG? Do you have like an end goal or is it more open world? Because I, I always got the impression just from what I've seen and heard that it's a bit more like, um, you know, Guild Wars or World of Warcraft kind of open-ended RPG. Is is that not the case then? Uh, I think uh, in
1: my memory, uh, it's kind of open world, but maybe more like a uh, not completely open world as in like right from the go. I think it opens up as areas. Mm. So, yeah, so you you have kind kind of openness in the first area. And once you complete the area one, then you will have the area two. Okay. So, but the game is more about like uh, you can select one among the five races, typical RPG, mm. but you're trying to become one of the gods. Mm. So that's why it's uh, divinity and, yeah. and But the other companions in your game also have the potential to become the divinity themselves. So you may actually have to cross the paths with your own companions at some point. Uh, okay. Which makes the game actually quite hard, and it's very emotional. There is. I still remember one particular uh, quest where I just speak to a dog called Buddy, hmm. and the dog will tell me like, "Can you just find my girl? Uh, I think it's <laughs> girlfriend." And when I actually did go on that mission or the quest, I found uh, that Buddy's girlfriend is no longer normal dog she's actually part of a you know some kind of cult or something yeah. and she says like i like buddy but please tell him that i'm not coming back and i'm really heartbroken and i have multiple choices should i actually go and tell the truth to buddy and hurt him or should yeah. i tell him like she died so it, the game does actually put you in such kind of situations
0: yeah, and, and when yeah, it's you, a doggy, you always feel it more.
1: I know you you're like, oh. a dog <laughs> yeah, and what kind of dog thinks its name is Buddy? I think its owner <laughs> always called it Buddy, and it just assumed its name is Buddy, <laughs> and it is so funny.
0: <laughs> so so that, that's not its real name, you just gave it that name. You, you were so think, attached to the uh, in-game dog.
1: No, I think uh, that the game itself wants you to think, I think so, because when it says Buddy... I think uh, it, at some point it says like my, my yeah my master calls me buddy, but ah, that's right. so generally people call dogs as buddy it doesn't mean that yeah, its name no. is buddy. <laughs> really? But yeah, uh, yeah the game is quite good and you can't go around looting as well because uh, everything is watched, so you can't mm-hmm. steal when someone is watching. Okay. Yeah, and you and your companions you can have you can acquire more skills. It's again like uh, I think um, like old JRPGs where you actually make you and your companions so much that you and me can have completely different experience of the game altogether the way we produce mm. our characters
0: okay yeah sounds good so um what, what are you playing at the minute then satish at the minute
1: i'm playing like two or three games one of them is overwatch mm-hmm. okay and this is uh, you won't believe overwatch uh, i did buy it before two years uh, the legendary edition mm. i sold it in a, a cex shop <laughs> Bought it recently before two months in the
0: art goes now. I'm completely hooked, right? Okay. Yeah. So, did, could you just not get into it the first time? So,
1: oh, yeah, it's a bit like uh, I don't know, maybe because when Overwatch actually released, you kind of have this bias because Team Fortress is a big thing on PC, mm. and everyone, including me, was a bit sympathizing towards Team Fortress, saying, Oh, Overwatch copied everything, mm. but then yeah, I tried Overwatch at that time, maybe the game. Uh, it's good. Uh, you, uh, you know the Blizzard, like the kind of polish they give in the first yeah, yeah. go is like unbelievable. So I did enjoy it a bit, but somehow I didn't feel the charisma or the personality with the characters, which was mm-hmm. lacking when I played first time. But when I picked up again, I don't know if they have made any changes or because of the new characters, and the voice lines are excellent, especially when you're going in the field and you're shooting around. Mm. These characters exchange some voice lines, which is specific to their lore, and it makes it really interesting. And it's like, you know, banter or taunting. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Overwatch okay. is one of the games, and Forza Horizon
0: 4? For- oh yeah, yeah, driving through the English countryside. Absolutely, Edinburgh, my nice. favourite. Is, is that, that your regular Sunday drive? Just, just go out to
1: Edinburgh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so that I don't I don't get any points or something, any penalties,
0: driving in Forza Horizon <laughs> 4. That's the only way I can imagine, you, not um, losing my licence. I was going to say, you've got a couple of driving stories, haven't you teach involving tractors? Yes. <laughs> save that one for another time? Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. Um, really what key. about you? What games are you playing right now? Uh, I would assume Animal Crossing, obviously.
0: Yeah, so a little bit of Animal Crossing. Um, I'm quite excited because they're doing another Splatfest in Splatoon 2 in a couple of weeks. And that is, I, I love Splatoon. I love the first one on the Wii U. Uh, the reason mm-hmm. I bought a Switch was because the second one came out. And I thought, yeah, I've just got to get back on this bandwagon. Um, it's one of the few games that I've put hundreds of hours into in the ranked battles. And just really, really enjoy the the vibe of it. Um, again, maybe talk about Splatoon in the future in case anyone listening to this has, has never seen it. But is have you have you ever played it or seen any videos of it?
1: No, I never played it. I might have vaguely heard about it, but I don't even know what kind of game it is. To me, it sounds more like kind of a team shooter or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. Um, but the idea is that you're what they call a squid kid or, or an octoling if you play in the expansion pack. So okay. you, you shoot ink around the arena. So it's a bit kind of like um, Tear 4, they, they call the main game. And it's a bit like paintballing, but you're shooting your ink. But then when you turn into a squid, you can swim through your ink. And ah. what, what happens is that by shooting the opposing team, you take them out of the game for however long it takes them to recharge. Um and then there's different game modes. So actually, it sounds very cutesy and kind of like a paintball Call of Duty mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it on the surface. <laughs> I like um, the comparison of like
1: paintball Call yeah, of Duty. Um,
0: and, and that's it. And they've tried doing paintball games before and the, it just doesn't work because, you know, when you're playing shooters like Call of Duty, you want to shoot people. You you want to kind of get the kill and stuff, not just kind of go, yeah, paintball them, yeah, whatever. You, you just want
1: to see the word eliminated, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't exactly. want
1: like a you know paintball someone
0: yeah yeah exactly um but i think the thing with uh, splatoon is it's the the tactical element. so what you start to learn as you're playing the different games as you start to swim through your ink and learn how to create channels and get behind enemy lines and that kind of thing what seems like a very colorful um I don't want to say child-oriented because a lot of Nintendo games a lot of people just kind of jump on this thing of oh it's for kids because they're colourful it's like no they just like to make colourful things (laughs) colourful things are great they're happy Um, so yeah but but there is actually this ridiculously tactical element to it uh, that allows you to get really deep into the game and teamwork and everything else similar to stuff like Overwatch um, and that, that's why I never picked up Overwatch because I got so addicted to Splatoon at one <laughs> point I thought if I pick up Overwatch and start enjoying that as well then it'll just be the same thing all over again
1: I would be super excited when you do actually pick up Overwatch uh, I, session I, there's no cross play yet I think
0: is there not? I, I uh, there's no of... cross play yet uh, no. maybe it's it coming PC or, some, or is there uh, not whatsoever?
1: I think uh uh, the crossplay doesn't support even between xbox and pc right now it's just xbox playstation and pc individually oh right okay maybe overwatch 2 is announced i think uh supposed to release this year mm-hmm. if not maybe they might actually sort it out because this is a big thing games like fortnite and all they're you know having heads up because of crossplay
0: yeah 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 they're doing a lot more for it now especially between microsoft and nintendo so hopefully we'll see some more of that so yeah the
1: Splatoon Actually, Splatoon looks a lot deeper and quite competitive it, it more is,
0: than the looks yeah you start off with the the tier 4 so everyone has to play tier 4 up to rank 10 um, okay and you know you think okay fine I'll, I'll grind through the tier 4 and then it opens up the ranked matches where you have different game modes so there's uh, plan blitz there's one called um, well there's like a splat zone which is tier 4 advanced if you like um, okay and, and a couple of others And it it rotates automatically as well, so that's one of the things. A lot of people don't like that about the game. They want to choose their maps and vote for them and all that kind of thing. I like Splatoon because it chooses for you. So there's two maps on rotation, one game Mm -hmm. mode. Every two hours, it swaps up. then you can check in advance on the the Nintendo app. You can see what's coming up at what time of day. Um, But yeah, every game mode has different tactical ways of playing as well so as soon as you hit that rank 10 you realize it's a completely different game everyone is out to kill (laughs) it's it's a completely like a
1: reality check right even if you're playing non-ranked games you kind of think like okay i'm getting really good at this
0: yeah 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 exactly so you hit rank 10 you think oh I'm, i'm pretty good at this and then you enter the the c ranks and you're like okay um there's a few other people that are pretty good and then as you go up you get to like the a and the a plus and the s ranks and it just becomes absolutely brutal. Um, but yeah, I've got a friend who just refuses to play the ranked matches at all because he's <laughs> he enjoys the turf four, He enjoys the kind of catharticism of uh, just going around and filling in all the spots that people have missed in the, the standard turf four matches. Uh, but yeah, when you pick up a switch, definitely pick up Splatoon 2. I think you'll really enjoy it. Okay. All right.
1: Okay. Um, so is it the only game right now you're playing or is there any games which are excited for upcoming games like launches there's
0: there's a few games that I've got on my wish list at the minute um, but I'm a bit tight so I, <laughs> I don't feel I need to buy them straight away uh, the the Final Fantasy remake I will pick up when it becomes cheaper I'm, I'm just kind of holding off a bit because I played the original so much um, but I played the demo and it's fantastic so definitely looking forward to going through that at some point and uh, the other thing is the Resident Evil 3 remake. So I played the Resi 2 remake. I thought that was really good. good. Yeah, okay. and the only thing holding me off the, the Resi 3 remake is that a lot of people are complaining that it's too short and there's just not enough to it. But again, um, I'm kind of liking short things at the minute. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, the, the other one, I've got Dragon Quest 11. Which I've okay. had sat on my shelf for the best part of a year now um, because I, I intended to play it after Persona 5, which again I'll definitely be talking about in the future because that's way too long. Um, but yeah, it, <laughs> it, it was kind of <laughs> like I played Persona 5, and uh, just at the end of that, I was so bent out for anything more than. 20-30 like hours at, um, I thought Dragon Quest yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes and then I was speaking to a friend and he said yeah you do realise Dragon Quest you'll probably put more than 100 hours into it I was like yeah not not starting that now um, <laughs> but yeah at the minute actually we're, we're not going anywhere and I've caught up on a lot of the other stuff I need to do around the house so maybe I'll stick Dragon Quest in tonight and have a go on that go for it <laughs> Yeah, and then I can talk about it on a future episode about how it was too long <laughs> so, great stuff okay uh right well we've been talking for quite a while now and we've covered quite a few different subjects so if you stuck with us this far thank you very much for listening and um we'll speak to you again soon satish any ideas what games you might be talking about in the future anything springing to mind or uh,
1: don't know i'm like uh, going through agony of choices sometimes you know the xbox game pass thing is a bad thing yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. actually finish any game because you start some game. <laughs> yeah. And you going. kind of have a buyer's remorse like, okay, there are other games waiting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I also the that. next week, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming on to the game pass. I'm sure I'm not gonna play All it. Right. I just I'm kind of guy who actually gets very excited till the game launch or you know edition and I just yeah, don't yeah. play
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can get behind you on that. Um Yeah, i I I'm not a fan of Rockstar games, if I'm honest. I don't, I don't know, I just don't get on with the control schemes. I, I love the storylines and stuff. I love seeing mm-hmm. other people play them and really enjoying them. But me personally, every time I try playing a, a GTA game since they made them 3D, yeah, it's, it's not for me. So. Yeah, it's
1: been a while I I played GTA games actually. GTA 5, I didn't play GTA 5. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine playing it. To me, it looks like one of those kind of games which is too long.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll I tell you what might be a good one. Have you played Hellblade Sammar Sacrifice? I did for a while. Did you? Did you not finish it? Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like you're gonna I, I, have I, I a will... lot of games to talk. About. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that is not one game.
1: This is the thing. The reason is, it's part of the Xbox Game Pass, and I'm ruined actually because, like, yeah, I start uh, Hellblade: Sacrifice, and then there's a game called The Plague and Innocent Innocent Tale. Oh yeah, 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 that's that's which looks I gorgeous list. and like mm. it. Our, yeah, and then there Outer Wilds, which is our winning indie game. Yeah. So i start these games and i don't really find game, time to finish and this is why i jump onto overwatch kind of games where you don't have to finish
0: the game you know what i mean you just yeah play just a few games in. like splatoon and, yeah and jump out yeah rocket league splatoon overwatch, yeah. all that kind of thing um yeah so i think in the future uh, to give it a bit of guidance i, I might talk a bit about stuff like Cinema sacrifice a few more um, adventure side games i think if we if we say that we're not going to talk about things like Overwatch, Rocket League, because we mm-hmm. know that there are, there are short games or long games that don't really have a, a defined length. Um, yeah, they're just going forever. Yeah, unless you really, really want to talk about something and just feel stuck and want to cheat, that's fine. Um, <laughs> no. Worries. And then uh, maybe we'll have a look at the um, How Long to Beat website and give ourselves a bit of a criteria as to what we can talk about based on the the hours on that. So yep, let us know what you think. If you're still listening to this, You know what kind of criteria should we set ourselves? Are there any games you think we should play and talk about if you want to hear our opinion? And we'll speak to you all again soon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.